everyone, and welcome to episode 31 of the High Sensitivity Gaming Podcast, where my co-host and I talk about movies, video games, and news pertaining to the subjects that happened or that we played over the week. My name is Barry, with my co-host here. Uh, my name is Craig, we are at 13 days and 17 hours until the Xbox release. It's getting real close. It wasn't until probably two days ago, or even yesterday, where I finally went and looked at my calendar and went, oh, it's close. <laughs> yeah, it's like, real we're, close. We're close now. Yep, I saw the uh, post from, I think it was Microsoft today, that was like, four, you know, two weeks, officially two weeks. I'm like, man, it came up quick. I know I've been like saying that every week, but it really does feel like it kind of, all of a sudden it's here. So Yeah, yeah I'm excited for it. It's going to mm-hmm. be, the consoles and the games are all going to be coming out sooner, you know, sooner than I expected or sooner than it feels like. Yep. I felt like I'd be waiting a long time, but it doesn't feel like that anymore. Nope. Two weeks. Two weeks. <laughs> so with that, we're going to go ahead and get into the news for this week. And I'll start off with okay. the day after we recorded the podcast last uh, last Tuesday on Wednesday or Thursday. Um, AOC, the very popular New York senator, went ahead and streamed. Uh, among us with some very popular Twitch streamers. And I was watching it and it is, it was pretty good in what I think, but it's like just some facts, you know, it becomes the third biggest stream to ever happen. Uh, she topped at about 400,000 viewer, <laughs> uh, like live viewers and her intent was for voter awareness. It was really nice to like, and I've seen a lot of people play among us, of course, cause it's, it's like the popular game to stream right now. Yeah. And with her doing it, you know, she she didn't know really how to play the game. So it was kind of nice to just to see her kind of, you know, struggle through the game. And it was funny with the people she played with because they they were afraid to, like, you know, accuse her of being the intruder or um, <laughs> and she was also like very slow to, like, uh, kill people mm-hmm. in the game. So it was it was kind of fun to watch that she had kind of an innocence I guess that uh, that was that was pretty cool to it all. A gaming innocence. <laughs> that is a ton of people that watch that. That's crazy. I did not watch it live, but I did go back and kind of watch some of it later. And uh, I'd like to see more of it from her for sure. I feel like she yeah. could do really well on a streaming platform. Yeah, IGN tweeted, you know, AOC is now streaming right now. And I went, OK, I'll check it out just because <laughs> I wanted to see and. She wasn't really responding to chat too much, but like her chat was just flipping like down, like just so many people just trying to comment or try to help her play, which at that point, really, no one can read anything. So right. because you have all those people spamming your chat. So, <laughs> so yeah, cool. but it, was, it was a really cool kind of gaming moment, I guess, between gaming and politics, because not a lot of. Uh, not a lot of, I guess, gamers are really that versed in politics. Uh, politics or politics don't want to be too versed in video games right if anything aoc i guess is setting up for her long play here you know getting you know hey i'm a gamer you know that kind of thing <laughs> vote for me or whatever so yeah it could also i kind of looked at it as i think a lot of people look at the gaming culture as like a missed opportunity for voting i know that like i vote all the time i know a lot of people i know that game do vote but I think it is kind of seem like a lot of gamers don't seem like they care about politics. So it was cool that they're trying to reach out to that, that base there. Yeah. So, um, 
I want to get into what's making me angry today, and I'm sure you probably know what it is that just got announced today. Uh, you know, we talked about, I don't remember if it was last episode or the one before, about Cyberpunk going gold. Yeah, yep. And uh, I picked up this Keanu Reeves Cyberpunk statue that's sitting on my desk directly in front of me. I started getting really pumped because, you know, all the people who have played it makes it seem like I'm really going to be into this game. And it's delayed again. Another three weeks to December 10th. Uh, man, I feel so dumb now for being like, there's no way it's going to be delayed. It's it's gold. It's been the discs have been made. There's no way. And, and they did mention that it was due to the fact that they underestimated the work that needed to be done for all the different versions that they need. Specifically, they're talking about your PC version, your last gen and next gen versions as well as the reason they wanted to take the extra three weeks. Uh, the person I feel most bad for, though, was the random person who tweeted them literally yesterday and said, hey, CD Projekt Red, I'm requesting off for release day. Can you please confirm? <laughs> can you please confirm that it's coming out on this day? No take backs. And they said confirmed. And the very next day delayed it by three weeks. That poor soul has wasted his day off unless he can cancel it. But man, this is how many times has it been delayed now? Uh, I think it's up. I think it's four or five. Yeah. It's starting to really make me nervous, honestly. Like, I want this game to be very good, and I expect it to have glitches and bugs day one because every game does, and also just the sheer size of this game. But the amount of times it's getting delayed now is just, I don't know. I don't feel as good about it now. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, with, with Cyberpunk, and especially for me, who hasn't really... I haven't gotten super overly excited for it. Like, it's not like, oh my god, I gotta have this game. I guess for the most part, my brain has been toward the next-gen consoles coming out. That's what I'm, yeah. of course, most excited for. So, with with Cyberpunk, like, for me, what's 21 days? This is gonna give me time to play <laughs> Assassin's Creed Valhalla, mm-hmm. or some of the other games that are coming out. Like, for me, I'm, I'm okay with it. When this game, in all honesty, whenever this game comes out, even if, you know, knock on wood, this game doesn't, (laughs) this game doesn't get delayed until January or February. Right. For me, it's not going to matter that much. I know there are a lot of people who want this game and it's, it's the only game that they're thinking about. They're so hyped for it, which is kind of a dangerous, dangerous place to be in anyway. Yeah. So for me, I'm okay with it. What's 21 more days going to be to me when I'm trying to, you know, play all of these next gen games? Yeah. We've been saying that a lot with this game though, when they first was supposed to come out of what March April, and we're like yeah. April, April and they're like, Oh, we got to delay it to November or whatever. We're like, all right, I understand, you know, it's going to make the game better. And just like you, like, I don't mind waiting three weeks. There's enough other games. I mean, we have like watchdogs is this Friday. Um, like there's games that will get me through those three weeks. It's just more of a, it almost seems like they're kind of panicking and like, maybe there's more issues going on than they're letting on. I hope that's not the case, but like when something starts getting delayed a lot, it just kind of throws some red flags up for me. So hopefully I'm wrong. I would love to be wrong and then it releases and it's great. And there isn't a whole lot of issues, but I'm just like very cautious now. Yeah, I think that the game that has the most to gain out of all this is actually Watch Dogs. I yeah. feel like those two games are kind of similar mm-hmm. in their 
kind of futuristic. I'm not really sure how much Watch Dogs Legion is into the futuristic part of London, but I feel like Watch Dogs is going to be the one that benefits from this uh, out of like all of the games that are going to be coming out just because of maybe how close things are in genre. Yeah, yeah. Well, best of luck to CD Projekt Red, and hopefully they can get it done and have it out before Christmas. Um, I will just stick with Assassin's Creed and Watch Dogs and I guess play more NBA until that comes out. <laughs> yeah, and I guess on the on the note that stuff that makes you mad, for yep. me it's going to be Madden and or EA Sports delaying uh, the next-gen versions for Madden and FIFA until December 5th. Mm-hmm. So not only, you know, December 10th is when Cyberpunk is supposed to come out, I now have five days to maybe play these newer versions of Madden and FIFA and give my opinion on them. Cause I was really looking forward to giving my opinion on these next gen versions the moment they came out and they were supposed to be launches, yeah. but why they're delaying it for that long, they really haven't said, but if, if it's to add maybe a couple more features or something to this game, then I guess it's going to be worth it. But as, as I've mentioned before, and probably EA listened to the podcast and went crap, this game <laughs> is just a faster loading version. Yep. So we if, need more. Yeah. If, if that's the case, Madden and FIFA are scrambling around trying to figure out, you know, how, how do we give them more? Yeah. So the question now is, I know we're excited because we're under the two week mark here for new consoles. But if you look at those two games are, are delayed now, Halo got pushed forever cyberpunk really doesn't have a release date for the next gen version it honestly is starting to look like maybe they should have held off on releasing the new consoles for a little bit just because it's like dwindling down more and more every day as far as what's actually going to be on the shelf when you go pick it up in two weeks yeah i guess for that i i wouldn't i would say that i don't think they should have like they they should come out when they are right now or if not they should have came out earlier mm-hmm. just because this you know, there are a lot of people that are saving money for these consoles this is going to be you know their kids big christmas present or something like that or you know hopefully santa brings it yep. if if that's the case so there are a lot of people and a lot of kids you know have been asking for these things if they were to delay it until like december you know, let's just say December 10th or the second week of December, I feel like we would be a lot of people just like running around even more like in a panic because, you know, you're (laughs) at that point, you know, you're in the Christmas month and it's time to get shopping. And I know Microsoft and Sony probably want to be able to get the first wave out in the middle of November and then maybe another wave out before Christmas hits of these consoles. So I, I think that's what they're trying to do. Yeah, I can see that. Um, so another thing, I don't know if it's it's not really a bummer in my mind, but uh, Devil May Cry 5 is getting the the re-release or I guess it's not a remaster, but the next gen version on uh, both consoles here. And they uh, said, I just saw it today that on this Xbox Series S, it won't have ray tracing. And that's the first game I've seen where we're actually seeing a difference as far as the Series S and the Series X performance-wise, which I thought was kind of interesting because they've said before that, like, it is a less powerful console, and obviously it doesn't have a disk drive, but this is, like, the first tangible evidence I've seen to be like, well, I know this isn't a huge game, but down the line we may see this in more games where, like, hey, you can play this 
But if you're playing on the last gen console or the Series S, you're not going to get ray tracing or maybe something else. So it's interesting that we're starting to see that already. Yeah, with with that kind of thing. And, you know, I've mentioned on the podcast before that I think the Series S is going to sell unexpectedly well mm-hmm. because there are people there are people in that budget, of course, for three hundred dollars that don't want to end up paying an extra two hundred for the for the next to the Series X version yeah. of that console. I guess really the only thing that sucks is the the game developers mm-hmm. are going to be the ones that kind of suffer for, from it because they now have to make two different versions and probably even a third, considering that you have people still playing on one X, you now have people playing on a series S and then you have another group of people playing on a series X, which, you know, all of the, all three of these consoles perform in three very different ways. Right. Right. Yeah. It's interesting. So I don't know. I just, as long as it doesn't come down to, I mean, with the last gen version of the consoles, I'm fine with them cutting out content on the last gen, but like, I hope that doesn't happen with the series S where like certain modes aren't available on the S and R on the X. That would be a bummer. Yeah. But I don't see them doing that. Not yet. Anyway. Yeah. Not until we get close to, you know, the PS five pro and the Xbox series double X or something weird weird (laughs) like that. The series two X. Yeah. The the, the Xbox two series X three sixty seven twenty version. Don't give them that idea. They'll use it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just to incorporate everything in there yeah all right what uh, next, else you got next thing i'll mention is the ps5 is pretty much now out in the wild mm-hmm. uh, you're seeing a lot of uh news gaming news sites and gaming influencers put out that they've gotten their console and sony even announced in a really weird trailer that travis scott is now a part of the sony executive team yeah, i don't know what that I, means <laughs> i i saw part of that trailer and the funny thing is is travis scott was one of the first people like to have a controller and pictured a controller yeah in their hands so you know good, good for travis scott i guess he's throwing enough money out at sony to be like dude just just let me have the console early please i'll, <laughs> I'll do anything that they yep. went ahead and gave him a job for it yeah so uh if, you know people keep comparing the size of the console to everything like as we've mentioned before we've known that the system is going to be big like it mm-hmm. is a big system and it's because of the fan and cooling and everything and I'm pretty sure the embargo ended today. We're filming this on Tuesday, the 27th, because people like uh, Jeff Keighley uh, and the review people at IGN started posting pictures mm-hmm. of the of the console and even comparing it to, you know, a banana. And <laughs> it, I don't know, it's weird stuff like that. But, yeah. you know, uh, we're we're getting close. We're <laughs> this is the yeah. closest we've ever been. I've been uh, keeping my eye on uh Jeff Bacalar from CNET and cause he had the Xbox and he was taking pictures. He was putting on his Instagram of the Xbox next to different things in his house. And I was like, man, this thing is big. And then he put a picture up today with the PlayStation next to the Xbox. And it just makes the Xbox look little <laughs> <laughs> like this thing is massive. And he put a picture up the other day of the box. It comes in. That thing is so big. It's yeah. ridiculous. Um, I think we're in for, a pretty crazy design when they come out with the PS five slim though. I really do. I think it's going to be crazy. The difference does it, yeah. do you remember like how big the launch Xbox one was? Yeah. The thing was then, pretty big too. 
<laughs> yeah, you're right. And I think like my one X that I have now, like I still have both. Like that thing is miniature compared to the regular Xbox one. So it's crazy. I, I know they're both going to get smaller as we go on and they figure out more effective ways to package everything. But it's almost like comical how big these things are. It's it's crazy. I, at least in my opinion, at least the PlayStation, the design looks good. So I don't mind it being as big as it is. But if I wasn't a fan of that design and just how big that thing is, I would not want to have it like on a on a stand somewhere. I'd want to hide it. <laughs> yeah. But they did a good job designing it, so it's fine. Yeah, I think it, it'll it'll be fun when everybody posts their pictures about how, oh, hey, look, it's my new Wi-Fi router, <laughs> because that's something they've already, you know, that people have already been doing since that thing was announced. I want to see like the angry videos of people trying to fit it in their like entertainment centers and it not fitting. That's what I'm excited for. Like, where do I put this thing? Because <laughs> I know it's going to happen. Yeah, like luckily we both have like the space for it, but you know, I'll admit I was I was worried yeah. and I'm interested to see how tight things are going to be between <laughs> my between in my entertainment center where I have, you know, my Switch dock, which is of course the smallest of all of all three of them. Yeah. And then my PlayStation and then the Xbox. So it's going to be interesting to see how all that fits together. Yeah. And to tie into that, we were, you know, when they were originally announced and all the jokes that were coming out with the PlayStation look like a router and then the Xbox looking like a tower or a fridge. We now have Xbox fridges in the wild. I know you yeah. saw that. Yep. I, I was going to say now that I think about it, it was I, I only saw two people with it. Yes. It Dog and I Justine. Correct. And then they they have a third one that they're going to give away. Um, but yeah, the Snoop Dogg one had me dying like he opened it up and there was there was a Series X in the refrigerator, but. I just thought it was funny that, you know, Microsoft is just going fully with it at this point and being like, you know what, let's just make a fridge. I was a little confused with the iJustine thing because I just have not seen her in such a long time. I was unaware that she was still relevant, uh, but apparently she is like I remember her like years and years ago with iPhones, but. Yeah, and she's still pretty much known for more of that iPhone stuff, which is why mm -hmm. like it also surprised me that. Yeah, they, you know, Microsoft, she would be one of the three people that they give the <laughs> refrigerator to. If, you know, if anything, you want to give it to someone who's probably talked really well about Xbox. I don't know. Maybe you should have gotten that <laughs> instead of her. I, I could think of probably, a, a, you know, a couple other people that probably deserved an Xbox fridge. Yeah. Interesting choices like the Snoop Dogg one. OK, I get it. Like, you know, he's popular enough that like a lot of people are going to see that. And, you know. Maybe I'm just out of touch on iJustine and unaware of how many people still actually follow her. But you would think that there's other people out there who put a lot of time into promoting Xbox products that would you would think it would go to like would be better to go to them. But hey, props to iJustine for getting a fridge. She could probably sell it for a lot of money. I would think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And when you look at that fridge, I, I don't know, to me, that's probably a fridge that I would, you know, there's families who have a fridge in their living room for everything and then have a backup fridge out in the garage yeah. or something. I feel like that Xbox fridge is like a, a good garage fridge. It is. Yep. Because if you think about it, everybody has a fridge and like they were both unaware that they were getting it. And like I watched I Justine's like you can't even call it an unboxing and uncrating. I guess of the fridge 
I would the same thing. I'd be like, okay, where do I what do I do with this? Like, I already have a fridge. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for the fridge. But it, yeah, I would if I I do not have a garage, but if I did, I would just put it out in a garage for sure. I, I think it would be too big to fit in my basement. So <laughs> that thing is massive. <laughs> All right. And then the last story that I have is Destruction All Stars. Uh, that's going to be the I knew the launch game that everybody was so excited yep. for. That Super pumped. Be getting it was has now been delayed until February 12th and is now also a part of PlayStation Plus, mm-hmm. meaning it's going to be free. So anybody that was looking to get this game and was excited for it, you know, the wait's going to be longer than that of Cyberpunk, but it's free, which yeah. I don't have a problem with. Right. I To me, this screams they're not confident in it because this was one of the games that was listed at $70. Uh, and now it's free. <laughs> so I don't yeah. know, maybe they just want more people to play it so the player base is there. But like to me, to bump it, from launch this close and also completely make it free in quotations because it's you know part of their their uh subscription is uh not good news at all not that i don't think anybody was like super excited for it i would hope not anyway (laughs) yeah but i'll definitely try it you know when i get a ps5 i'll give it a shot whatever but that that's all i have for news do you have anything uh the last one i have is just we have a new character in apex coming that's which right, is, yeah. Which is kind of yeah. cool. Um, Horizon, who seems like she's like a a mom from the past, or is she from the future? She's from the past. Yes, she gets thrown a hundred years into the future. She seems cool. I'm always down for new uh, characters, and we haven't had one in a little bit, so I'm excited. Um, and a, is there a new map too? Yeah, they're they're bringing out a new map, so we definitely Correct. need that. Yeah. So that'll be with three maps now. Um, I know I've kind of fallen off playing it. I played a little bit of the uh, Halloween thing they had going on recently. As but did I. yeah, I haven't been playing it as much as we used to be. But I will definitely be checking her out and see how she is. Yeah, uh, you know, each character that comes out seems to have their own unique spin on things. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm interested to see what kind of class person she is. She has like a robot buddy, much like uh, Lifeline does. Yeah. So it's interesting to see how this robot friend or, you know, crypto also has, you know, a kind of a, a robot buddy as well that he controls that I'm interested to see what that, what that is going to provide. Yeah. To, to new gameplay. Yeah. It's a reason to play it again. So that's always good. But yeah, that's all I have. So we can go into what we played. All right. So I have three games I played. Sweet. I have two. Uh, Perfect. (laughs) So I'll start off with saying last week you mentioned uh, I should be, I should start or give a Darksiders 3 a shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I did. Okay. I, uh, I'm about three hours in, I think, three or four hours, and I'm I'm enjoying the game. Okay. What, one thing I'll mention is I really I really liked playing the original Darksiders, and that mm-hmm. came out during the PS3, Xbox 360 era. I never played the second one for whatever reason, and that one actually is probably the most highly reviewed out of all of them. Yep. And Darksiders 3, while I know about it, I just haven't gotten to play it. And with it being on Game Pass, I really like the the combat's fun. The, the I like a lot of stuff about this game. The art style is good. It reminds me of another game I'm going to be talking about in a minute. And the, the the characters kind of have their own quirkiness that makes the game not boring in a way or take itself too seriously. 
but Fury is a really cool character. I like her just in general. And the only real problem I have is the jumping mechanic. Mm-hmm. It's really, really wonky sometimes. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, like, it looks like there is a ledge that you can reach with one jump, but you don't grab the ledge. You have to double jump, and then she grabs the ledge for whatever reason. Yep. And, you know, it, t- it did take me a little bit. I did die a couple times when trying to swing from something. There's not, like, a big button that says X, like, nope. to to swing it's kind of this little circle that you can barely make out that you know is telling you that you can press x and you know get to the next you know swinging tree branch or whatever you're swinging from yeah but this is a game i'm probably going to come back to and continue playing i just uh i'm really enjoying it so far are you getting like the dark souls vibe that i get from it I am. Now, okay. one thing I did want to mention, and I'm not even sure if you know this, when you first start up the game, I pick the difficulty and everything, and then it says, it asked me if I want to en- enable nightmare mode. Yeah. Do you have any idea what that was? I don't. I wanna, I'm want i going to assume, and I could be wrong, but it almost sounds like, from what I took from it, like if you die, it's game over, maybe? Interesting. Possibly? That, I don't know. Because that's just something that's usually in the difficulty, which right. means... It, you know, if nightmare wasn't something to pick from the difficulty, then I'm in like where the, you know, what makes it nightmare if it doesn't uh, increase difficulty or something like that. The dodging mechanic can be kind of, uh, fin- you know, finicky at times. And, you know, I-, I kind of like its dodge mechanic in a lot of ways because I kind of learned that you have to dodge a certain way right. in order for certain attacks not to hit you. Where... In a lot of other games, you know, you just dodge and you, it's going to be an automatic that you, the hit misses you. In this game, you know, if you dodge backwards while the uh, enemy is lunging forward, it's probably still going to hit you because he's lunging forward uh, to hit you. So I, uh, Darksiders have been fun. I have been, I have been enjoying it. So I just looked it up. Uh, nightmare mode. If you die, it erases your save. Okay, so it doesn't necessarily make it any harder. It no. just it just erases your save. I'm, it erases your save, and it it does that by auto saving. But it, it's you could either be dying at an enemy, it could be dying at a boss, it could even be dying from missing a swing, and falling in a pit. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if I would ever want to do that because that would be super frustrating. And the game's long, so yeah. I mean, I guess if you already beat it and you really like it and want to keep playing it, then uh, sure. I guess I'm sure there's an achievement for it. Um, I I'm still playing it as well. I got to I'm at a boss. uh, Gluttony is who I'm at right now. And I had to take a little bit of a break because, man, he was just ruining my day over and over. So I wanted I was like, all right, I'm going to take like a day or two off from it and come back and rethink my strategy because what I was doing was just not working at all, which is something I don't normally do. Like with Dark Souls, I'd get to a point. And be like, all right, I'm done with this game. Like this one has me, it has me invested enough to be like, no, I'm not going to give up, but I'm going to take a little bit of a step back here. But I'm glad you're liking it. I kind of figured you would. Especially since the first one, I love the first one. So, yeah. And one thing I'll say, and what I want to mention is, you know, the Darksiders series has kind of grown on me and probably I will play Darksiders too, just because for the, for the story sake of it. Mm Mm-hmm. I know we got Darksiders Genesis, which was a really weird, you know, yeah. RTS type game. I I really want to see what this game's ending is going to be. So 
I'm hoping, which probably is too much hope, that Darksiders 3 and Genesis did well enough in order to warrant this next game that is going to be, you know, probably should be the, the pinnacle of, or and the finale right. of, of all four of all four of these, you know, hor- you know, horsemen of death. I feel so, like, yeah, I feel like it's really fallen off. Like everybody really enjoyed the first one. So the second one is where everybody really got into it. The third one, I don't think did very well. And then the, the RTS that they had that I played and we talked about a little while ago on the podcast was not good at all. So I, I don't know that they will have the go ahead to make another one, but I, like you said, I really hope they do because I do want to see like the culmination of the story. Yeah. Uh, okay. I did play some NHL 21 like you did last week. So I can talk about that now. And, uh, you weren't kidding that it's, they didn't really change anything graphics wise, man. It looks the same. (laughs) Yeah, it does. It absolutely does. I booted it up and I was like, I always like to do, Franchise mode, it's one of the few sports games that I enjoy franchise mode more than like the be a pro mode. Um, So I was, you know, obviously I picked the flyers and I played like two games. and I was like, yeah, this is exactly the same as last year. Um, Nothing has changed here, but I did put a decent amount of time into the be a pro mode as well. And I do really like all the choices that you have, like you were talking about last week. Um, It's pretty cool at, you know, asking you to spend money or how you want to respond to reporters or the coach, or even like in the middle of a game, like promising that you're going to get another goal or something like that. But my only thing is they have those, you know, your three, basically three different ways you can answer, which is like the, the one that'll help out your teammate chemistry, You kind of have a neutral sometimes. Then you have the one that helps out your legacy. And like those legacy answers always make you sound like such a stuck up person, but it's almost like, they don't force you, but like the game wants you to do those because the rewards are so much better. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm not one in sports games like an NBA. I never pick those type of answers. Same thing with Madden. I always lean more towards like the teammate answers. But in this, I've been picking all the ones that are like, yeah, I'm the best. What of it? You know, because I'm like, yeah, this is like what the game wants me to do. Like the rewards for picking the teammate chemistry just aren't good. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I you got think, that from it as well. I think it has, and I do get that feeling, yeah. but I think it has something to do with the whole game being, you know, based off of Alexander Ovechkin's like career and everything like that. I think it mm-hmm. has a lot to do with that because Alexander Ovechkin, who was, you know, a rookie and then just kind of came out of the gates hot in, in a, in real life, you know, hockey, he was kind of that, you know, cool guy i'm the star you know i'll score 60 goals in a you know i'll score <laughs> 60 goals every year yep so it's it's that kind of thing that i think they're kind of basing it off of because you're right like picking the team player answer really doesn't give you the benefits that you would want right and uh you know while everybody wants to be a team player you know this is kind of the first game that made me go maybe i should pick the star one a little bit more and you know try to be a little bit more of a Right. It's I mean, they, you sound like a stuck up brat. You really do. And like they they do that in 2K where they're like, hey, you can do this. And like there is added benefit in uh, the NBA 2K games to be that type of way with your creative player where you are going to get better uh, endorsements or, you know, boost to your game. But in the NBA games, like it's at a severe 
disadvantage to your teammate chemistry, which then affects like when you call for a pass, they just don't pass you the ball if your chemistry is low enough. (laughs) Um, So like there is those consequences there, but like in this one, yeah, you're not getting any benefit other than your teammate chemistry going up by picking the teammate one. And your teammate chemistry, I don't think really even matters in this game. It doesn't seem like it. Like they still pass me the puck when I ask them to. Um, you know what I mean? And like, I haven't had any type of cut scene or like conversation where they were angry with me. So I don't know. It just seems like there, there's really no consequence and you might as well just go for being the most annoying person in the NHL saying you're the best all the time because you're just going to get more money and your stat points are going to, you know, you're going to get more of them more often. So if that's the way they want me to play, that's fine. Cause that's definitely how I'm playing it. Yeah, and, like, with that being said, I think sports games should maybe make a better way of trying to, you know, entice people to want to be the star of their own team because there is a way to influence yourself, get the big endorsement deals without sounding like a dick (laughs) all the time. Yeah, for real. That's something that sports games should do more, you know, should do more of, you know, if – and you know i think in a lot of ways i'm thinking about the nfl right now to where like those are kind of where personalities come out more so than ever in any of those things but usually and i'm gonna get super sporty here but like a a person like odell beckham jr Mm -hmm. who you know when he was with the giants was a hot shot was a star he talked big and everything like that and then he ended you know the team started to suck so he wanted to get out and then gets traded to the cleveland browns and he's kind of he's still a star but you don't see that kind of push off you know i'm you know it's all about me 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 you know it's kind of maturing with age right something you know something like that so sorry if i got too much into sports there <laughs> i didn't think it was too much i understood where you're going with that but yeah i mean other than that like i'm having a good time with nhl i think it's fun just kind of a bummer that we're not getting like a next gen version this year but it does make me excited for what we're going to see in NHL 22. Yeah. NHL 22 on next gen version. Cause it's probably going to look pretty cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping they take the same kind of, you know, respects as they did with NBA 2k mm-hmm. where, you know, over the year and we'll use flyers plays an example, you know, you have Claude Giroux who's kind of more clean cut. And then as the playoffs, if you get your team there, his beard kind of slowly gets larger and larger Yep. Or something like that, and I know it's, I know it, it's a feature in twenty one that you can do that to have right. a playoff beard, but it's kind of something where you just, um, it becomes more gradual and it just kind of looks like fake hair on you, and <laughs> you know maybe maybe the newer games will be better at showing the facial hair and. Everything I have yet like I have yet to see a game, sports game accurately render beards yet. Like two K is okay. Yeah, but. I thought 2Ks looked good. And, yeah. you know, I thought Clay Thompson pretty pretty much looked the, the best kind of facial hair that I had seen. Because mm-hmm. Steph Curry doesn't really have much to begin with. Right. Um, he, do, he does have a little bit. But that's that's where I thought, you know, not only is the sweat, you know, added into 2K, <laughs> 2K21 for next gen, we now have better <laughs> facial, you know, facial features as well. It all comes down to who can most accurately render James Harden's beard. In NBA yep. in the NBA series, yep. it, whether that be 2K or some other player steps up to the plate, because that is the game I will buy 
whichever one has the most accurate beard hair is the one that will get my money. Yeah, yeah, I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, what else did you play? So I'm going to flip it back to a classic here before I get onto the new stuff. I downloaded Brutal Legend because it came available on X-Pass. And I just found myself smiling a lot of the time because Brutal Legend is an Xbox 360 game that has a lot of ties to rock and roll Mm -hmm. and metal and everything like that. And that's the kind of music I still listen to today. And... You have Jack Black, who's the main character, is the character you're playing as, and there are all these other characters. There's Ozzy Osbourne. There are the lead singer from Motorhead, who's now dead. I can't remember his name. Lemmy. Lemmy, Lemmy, yes, that's it. And going back into that game and seeing all of those voice actors, you know, it was kind of cool. (laughs) Um, Like, I will admit the, the combat definitely is aged. The graphics look like a 360 game. Like, it's not... It doesn't look like, you know, it's not like an 8-bit game to the point where it looks bad or something like that. I think the game looks okay. The driving controls are pretty bad. Uh, <laughs> it's And for somebody who's so used to playing like Forza Horizon, maybe I'm just, you know, spoiled in the fact that that game drives so well. And when I switch to this, it is kind of that bad from 360 era. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it just goes to show that, you know, while Brutal Legend may, you know, have aged well, all of the rock and roll type references and everything like that continue to stick and have a and be uh, very cool in the game. Yeah, so. I downloaded it uh, last week and I played a little bit because I still own it on 360. It was one of my favorite uh, games from last gen. But one thing that will never change, in my opinion, is that it has the best one of the best intros to a game ever. Um, I would absolutely agree with that. <laughs> the absolutely. whole like Jack Black going into a record store with you and like taking you in the back and being like, I know it's back here and finding this vinyl. And that's like the main menu for the game is still one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Um, but yeah, the other thing that stuck out to me when I started up and started playing, I was like, man, these graphics are not good. <laughs> <laughs> but the game itself is still fun. Um, to me, like the first couple hours is where it really shines. Once you start getting into the uh, like mechanic later on where you're kind of commanding people around battlefields is where it kind of lost me a little bit. But I yeah. still think it's one of the best last gen games for sure. Super pumped yeah. that it's on Game Pass. Yeah, I love Brutal Legend. And for a lot of people who played that game when they were younger, you can definitely play it now and it still definitely has some good memories that yep. can be there and not only like was that beginning like with jack black really good the beginning where you get introduced and you know for example you know the character you're playing eddie who is like a roadie for the for this band you know he's all about metal it's metal yep. metal this rock and roll that you know early 70s and that kind of thing and the band he's playing for is just like it's probably some of the funniest stuff you know in, <laughs> yeah, in gaming i'll admit uh, i'll say because the music starts out metal and then it just goes straight to hip-hop mm-hmm. and when he's about to curse at the kid for you know dr- you know um climbing on the the staging stuff that's about to fall you know the game goes do you want to hear every curse word or do you not want to hear every curse word and do you want to see blood you know yep. blood and guts or do you not want to see blood and guts it's kind of the thing where you know it, it gave you the choice of whether or not you know beeping beeping out all the curse words is funnier like that or not or right. you know or going for that kind of version but that <laughs> that opening scene with eddie and like the the music that comes out from it it's 
you know, and the lyrics are just funny too. So that overall, that game is just, it's very funny in the first yep. 30 minutes that you start playing it. It's one of the more original games that was made. Um, I'm glad they made it. I always wanted them to make another one, um, but I don't know if that will ever happen, but hopefully such a good game. Everybody definitely needs to check it out. If you have game pass, you have no reason to at least try it. It's a very small download. I think it's a couple gigs, it um, is. It, it, it <laughs> but totally is. worth it. As long as you're not turned off by like the 360 era graphics and uh, some of those cutscenes didn't look too great on my TV, but still a fun game. Uh, the only other game I played this week was I did play the Kingdoms of Amular remastered version. Yeah. And this is another one of of the games that were one of my favorites in the 360 era last gen. Um, it has at the time, like I never really got into World of Warcraft but it definitely gave me that vibe, except it's like a single player RPG experience instead of like an MMO. Um, so I was excited for this one to play it again. It's been a long time and, you know, an update is definitely needed in that game because it has not aged well. And the first thing that I noticed when I started the game is I don't even know why they're calling this a remaster because they didn't do anything like there's <laughs> I, I know they said they updated the graphics, but it does not look like it. It still looks like early 360 graphics. The controls are still bad like they were. And I suffered through back in the day because I liked the game, but I can't do it now. And it was such a bummer because like I put it in and I installed it and I was like, all right, I'm excited to play through this again. And I just can't like, I don't know what work they did. Like they didn't, they didn't update the audio. It still is the same. The controls are terrible. Like they've always been. And I, I don't know. I don't know what they did. It honestly seems like they just took the the last gen version. I don't remember if it came out on PS3 or not. I feel like it did. Um, and just kind of put it on the a new disc. And, as well. Yeah. They just kind of threw it on a new disc and were like, hey, it's a remaster. Uh, but yeah, they whatever they can say whatever they want, but they did not update the graphics at all. It's identical. So unfortunately, and with a heavy heart, it's a very solid pass. For me, um, if you really want to try it, sure. But like, I don't think it has not aged well and it, it will not hit you like it did for me way back in the day on the 360. So don't even bother. All right. And then for me, which is probably going to be my big, my biggest one is okay. I completed uh, the Pokemon Crown Tundra DLC Ooh. that ended up coming out on Friday of last week. And I was really excited for this DLC of Everything that they'd showed off, you know, the the uh, the Galar versions of the three legendary birds, the new Reggie, um, you know, Reggie, and I'm going to be speaking a lot of Pokemon terms when I think about it, mm -hmm. was released, and it's just kind of like a new legendary, a new storyline. And I'll say right now, Crown Tundra is by far the best DLC that they've released for, okay. and I know I really only can compare it to Isle of Armor, but Pokemon Crown Tundra brought in a lot of brings a lot of old pokemon back that a lot of people liked a lot of third gen i feel like in a little bit later and you can even get the third gen starters from from this one but the the additions to it are the storyline with the new legendary his name is cal rex and he's the one with kind of the zelda symbols uh you know zelda hyrule Mm -hmm. Triforce, that's what it is, the Triforce on him. And he's got, I'll, I'll mention right now, it's got nothing to do with Zelda. There's no mention to Zelda or anything like that, but it's something I thought I should mention. Okay. But Crown Tundra's DLC starts out with, 
you getting there and it's all about you know going on these expeditions there are three expeditions the one with cal rex the one with legendary birds and then the one with the with the new reggie pokemon and they're 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 all kind of puzzles and everything that you need to figure out the legendary birds have a mechanic much like uh how in where Suicune Entei and Raikou from Gen 2 kind of randomly roamed around. In this one, the legendary birds fly around a certain area. So you can find Zapdos in the wild area, in the uh, in the games like Original Wild Area, in Crown of Tundra, that's where you can find Moltres, and Articuno, that's where you can find that one in the Crown Tundra. And this isn't spoiler-wise, the game literally tells you that. <laughs> So, you know, you know, it's not like something that's hard, right? But they also added, and I think this is the best mechanic. It's called max layer. So with the whole game, it's all about, you know, going into raids and battling with friends for, you know, four versus one, uh, dynamaxed Pokemon in max layers. Now, this is kind of how they've added all of the new legend or, added all of the old legendaries back into the game where you go through the cave, you go through battling random Pokemon. You can even pick them up and add them to your team while you're going through it. And then at the end, it's usually a rare, a legendary that you're facing that, you know, if you guys can beat it and catch it, you get to keep it. It's, it's that kind of thing. And with, with everything this game added, I just feel like it's, it's definitely worth it for this one. Uh, they've, you know, there's there's a lot of new Pokemon and a lot of Galar region Pokemon to it, and the Max Layers also adds a lot more fun to it, where you know you can battle with friends and okay. go through and kind of talk strategy. Because the one thing that Max Layers really kind of sucks at, and it's not its own fault, but when you get matched with other players, they kind of don't care about strategy. You know, for <laughs> for example, if you know, you're facing a Pokemon and it's water and you have an electric type. You should be the one that Gigantamaxes because uh, water is weak to electric. A lot of the times when I'm playing, people don't care about that. With the <laughs> moment they can Dynamax and they just do it. And it's like, well, now there's a potential for us to lose this encounter because, you know, you decided to Gigantamax instead of, you know, just waiting for, for a type advantage for you to Gigantamax. And I know I'm getting into a bunch of Pokemon terms <laughs> in a lot of ways, but uh, it's, it, it's a, it's a fun DLC. Crown Tundra is definitely a lot of fun. And after I beat Crown Tundra, I kind of thought to myself that, Oh, well now we're kind of at the point where the next Pokemon game is going to be announced eventually. Mm -hmm. So I know a lot of people are hoping for gen four remakes. I'm with them, you know, gen four could use a remake and I'm completely okay with that. It just, you know, depends on which way they want to go. Yeah. So. It's cool that hearing that like these, the DLC for this is good. Um, is it 20 bucks or is yeah. it the pass? Okay. So uh, I'm, and I'd have to actually check and okay. I'll actually do that right now because. The only, the only reason I'm asking is because I saw like, I think it still is, but like the sword and shield has been on sale for like 39 99 right now, which yeah. is unheard of really for first party Nintendo games. I think there's a lot of first party Nintendo games on sale right now. So like $40 for that. And then if you add in like 
the 20 or so or for DLC, you're at like a, the normal price anyway. You're getting like a, a ton of hours out of that game. And uh, it definitely seems worth it. Like I never finished the actual like original game, not the DLC. And like this is kind of tempting me to buy it again and get back into it, which may be a mistake, but you can't really forty dollars for a Pokemon game is pretty much unheard of. So even like some of the 3DS ones are still full price. Yeah. So one thing I'll mention is it, it is a dual pack. So you okay. get um you get Crown Tundra and Isle of Armor for thirty dollars. Okay. It's what it is. It doesn't like and maybe it's because I bought them that I can't see the price for them um if they're separate and I don't even know if they're you know selling them separately. But okay. they're you know that's that's what it is. So seventy dollars right now could get you all of it. Yeah and there's a lot of game to be played. You can lose a lot of hours to this right. game for sure. Yeah and it was some like I looked at it very quickly, but those are some of the older legendary Pokemon, right? That are in it again. Yeah. Which yep. is awesome. Like that's I like when they put the older stuff in there because that's the stuff that's like like Zap, uh, Zapdos, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like that's my childhood, right? Like I, I'm a little bit older than you. So like I still like for me, it was red and blue and yellow when I was I mean, I was in like middle school, I guess, when that came out. Um, but yeah, I just. I like seeing the older Pokemon and like I'm I'm glad that it's doing well because it seemed like when the game first came out, not a lot of people were very high on Sword and Shield. So it's good to see that it's coming around a little bit. Yeah, and a lot of and I will mention a lot of the prob same problems still exist. Okay. You know, I did you know, I will admit I think Crown Tundra runs a lot better than Isle of Armor because in Isle of Armor I was finding the game lagging a lot of the time or dropping frames. Crown Tundra I haven't encountered that once yet. And that's both when you have it docked and undocked. With with everything else, a lot of the problems still exist. Is this game, you know, not the prettiest looking? Yeah, it's not. Are the textures kind of more JPEG? Yeah, that still is a thing as well. But for me in Pokemon it's more about the battling and the catching and more the, the literally kind of the expedition part of it where you're going around trying to figure out some of the riddles that come with uh the the the, the reggie pokemon <laughs> and the and kind of the running around to try to get some of the legendary stuff so cool. and I, I enjoyed it i really did and there's there's a lot of pokemon that adds to it like the library of pokemon that uh like sword and shield has is actually pretty impressive if you look at it, there are still Pokemon that you can't bring over to the game because Sword and Shield doesn't have them, but I'm okay with that still. <laughs> um, I, I like being forced to use new Pokemon. Of course, we all have our favorites and everything yep. like that. But in a lot of ways for me, there's no personal growth if you're just continuing to use the same Pokemon and not really change it up. Yeah. So just like the Nintendo seal of approval, like it's the Barry seal of approval. Yeah. Yeah. We could slap that on the front of the box, Nintendo. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. I'd like that. It's a it's a golden white seal, man. I can imagine it now. Let's make it happen. Let's get let's get. To, I can't say get Reggie on the phone. He's not there anymore. Uh, get whoever on Nintendo on the phone right now. We need that seal on there, and it l- needs to look exactly like the old Nintendo seal of approval. That's the only yeah. acceptable answer. Yeah, the the official <laughs> seal logo, and and you know what? Now speaking of Nintendo, I guess kind of the only news that I have from Nintendo as well is that. And this is kind of 
it's big news for me, but I didn't want to mention it because I don't think a lot of people care about it. The original Fire Emblem that never got ported to yes. Switch is coming to the U.S. And for a lot of people that never got to play that, and I'm not going to go huge into it, you know, it's nice that Fire Emblem is sort of getting popular enough that Nintendo feels the need to release this one and it's translated. There aren't, I will admit, it's not a remaster. No. It, it, it is. <laughs> It is the exact old game, but it has been translated to um, to American audiences, and I think it's like twelve bucks. Oh, nice! So it's it's not like it's not like it's going to cost a lot, and it's being available available digitally. There is also a collector's edition, which don't worry, I already got my hands on, so I'm not worried about it. <laughs> you would. So, <laughs> um, so I'm I'm not too worried about getting the collectors because I'm going to have it. But you know that's something Nintendo wise that I guess I didn't mention in the news portion. You're going to enjoy that Nintendo 8 bit style gameplay. Yeah, I'm going to play it. It's it, it'll be fun to go back. And one thing that I saw that they haven't mentioned is uh, of course a lot of the newer Fire Emblem games have the option to have permadeath off or on. This game I don't think has that option. I don't think they added that in there. So I think permadeath is still a thing uh in this <laughs> game, which will be a lot of fun for people who want to try to jump into the game and you know go through it and find out that some of the minor units, when they die, you don't get them back. You know, of course, major characters cause a game over or something like that. But all of the other minor characters can be, can be offed without any sort of caution in the wind. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Um, That's all we played this week, right? It is. You didn't have anything else. All right. So we've been going back and forth the past couple of weeks with like different hypothetical questions here. And I did, send this your way earlier today but my question for this week which i think is a pretty cool one is what game or games i guess do you want remastered the most for next gen since remastered is such a big thing on this past gen and you know it's going to be again on the on the newer one what do you want to see the most i'll leave it to you yeah so for me and i'm i'm kind of when you when you sent me that this morning i was thinking to myself okay what games that I play that I really think deserve or I would want a remaster of. Right. And for me, it's probably, it's pretty surprising and I can't believe that I'm <laughs> actually going to say it. I really want a remake of Killzone Shadowfall. Oh, wow. <laughs> I want the Killzone series back in general. And now I'll preface this by saying one, one thing too, Killzone Shadowfall was a launch game for the PS4, yep. and it's made by Guerrilla Games, who now makes, who made Horizon Zero Dawn, and I really, I really liked Killzone in the fact that it is a different multiplayer game that's a first-person shooter. It's not Call of Duty, this was before Battle Royales got huge, mm-hmm. and I had a lot of fun with Killzone, um, with kind of the bright features in the game looked great and it was kind of this own sci-fi futuristic thing before any of you know advanced warfare came out and all the future call of duties i i really liked i really liked killzone shadowfall and i just wish of not not only sony but any other kind of manufacturer would go ahead and try to create an f you know a first person shooter that you know, isn't that isn't Call of Duty or something like that. And I think yeah. that's what Cyberpunk's trying to do, which is why I think I'll like it. 
but for me uh probably a probably a game no one ever would think <laughs> about remastering would be yeah. Killzone Shadowfall for me and the story in that game is actually pretty good too I would be cool with like I really enjoyed the first two which were on PlayStation 2 yeah um i those would be cool to remaster too but from what i remember those are those games are just like just gray everything's gray so it may not be the greatest thing in the world to remaster but that's an interesting take i remember playing it on the ps4 i just don't really remember much about it i do remember being very bright yeah shadowfall was like big set like in a lot of ways big set pieces yeah and it was it was definitely very bright and colorful and sometimes it got you know moody and dark when it needed to right but it was that was one of the first gen you know or you know ps4 gen type games where i went wow this is like awesome this looks really good yeah i remember it did something interesting with the touchpad i just don't remember what it was I can't remember the touch. I, I, I looked at it on GameStop and I saw that it's like ten dollars. Yeah. So I'm just thinking eh, I should just buy it to you know, <laughs> see, see if we, see if we still have fond memories. Yeah. See if I still have fond memories. <laughs> and I also I also played that game with the PlayStation Move. Okay. Type, type thing. And I think that was Killzone 3. I played with the yep. PlayStation Move gun and everything. And, yep. that all, and that also was a lot of fun. Yeah, it like was. That's, that's when game <laughs> gimmicks and stuff sometimes meant something. And what was funny in in Killzone Three and using that PlayStation Move gun and everything like that is it literally had auto aim. Where if you <laughs> were close, it put a box around the enemy and you would just shoot. And you could play that online. It was some of the most game breaking stuff. <laughs> but I remember having insane games just because, like, I had auto aim. Yep. in a lot of ways and people who are playing on controller didn't have that yep i remember trying to play online with the gun as uh, some fond fond memories of that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think 10 bucks would be worth it to see if you still enjoy shadowfall or if it's aged i'm sure it's aged but like i still remember them showing that off at the reveal for the ps4 and being like man that's some next gen right there so it, you know I, I think it probably has held up fairly well yeah, we'll um, see. Maybe a maybe an opinion piece or a review incoming. There for we the go next, for the next <laughs> one. Even though I have enough games to play already, <laughs> right? Um, so I have. I went through and like I realized there was three, and they're all kind of holdouts of stuff that I wanted remastered that didn't happen on this previous okay. on this gen we're on now. So one was kind of funny because you already brought it up, but one was Brutal Legend. That's yes. just hilarious that you just started playing it. And I think yeah. that's why, because like I had just played it again on Game Pass and I was like, man, this game needs remastered, like fix the controls a little bit, fix the, you know, make it next gen looking on, you know, the new consoles here. And like, that's a hit in my opinion, right? Like $40 game or, you know, whatever. And it could be great. You could get so many people to play it again, even though we're, re- you know, recommending it like crazy not everybody's going to be about it because of how it looks and how they how it controls so that was one that i was like man that really needs to be remastered like give it the full treatment um and then the other one the second one i had was alpha protocol um which i that game is held in high regard but i don't think it was ever sold that well i just thought it was very interesting it was like a spy type rpg um i really really liked it still have it for 360 and i always look at it on my shelf and like i'm gonna play that again then i put it in and realize how bad it looks uh so give me a remaster of that 
and I will be all over that as well. And then the last one I had was uh, Dead Space. And oh, in, okay, in yeah. general, like, I think you could do maybe the first two, package them together. But like that game, when the first one came out, like pretty much redefined the horror game genre, right? Where it was like, don't shoot them in the head. You have to shoot their limbs off. And the ability to change your your gun, which was just a welding tool vertically or horizontally with a button press to aim like to line up your shots to take off their arms or their legs or whatever was such a cool idea at the time. And that game is super moody and like made me jump so many times. Um, such a great game. The first two, third one, not so much. So we can forget that one existed. And the, the on rail shooter for the Wii was terrible. So we won't talk about that either, but just give me, <laughs> give me those first two remastered and I would be super happy. So those are the ones I came up with and I'm sure none of those will ever happen. But that's what I really want. And one thing I will mention, because you did bring that up, like I've mm-hmm. said before on this podcast, I I do not like horror movies or anything like that. Right. And I'm not the biggest fan of games of horror games, but Dead Space was one of the ones that I had fun with. Yeah. Uh, because and I, I didn't pick it up till Dead Space 2. Mm-hmm. but I'm just trying to think, should I go into spoilers for this? <laughs> yeah, it's old. <laughs> so it, in dead space two, you're trying to get over your grieving wife still. And yep. she, there's this one point where you go in the elevator and you're just riding on it and they just like flip a switch and she's there and she's really like intimidating <laughs> yeah. and scary. Yep. I jumped at that part so bad and I still <laughs> remember it cause it was that scary to me, but it was, in in that type of game where it's not all about being scared like 24 7 or something like that mm-hmm. it's something where you can get past a jump scare because immediately afterward you're required to you know shoot some enemies or do some sort of task that requires your attention yep so that's that, that's that's something that i think dead space is definitely a good one for sure yeah and i still hold out hope that at some point it's ea you know they like to remaster everything um and i feel like there's enough of a a fan base out there for the original two games that it'll happen at some point. But that's, that's the question I had. I thought it was kind of cool. Everybody yeah, else feel free to email yeah. in or send us a, a message on Twitter. If you have your own opinions and we can bring those up as well. All right. And then with that, we're going to go into movies for the week mm-hmm. and don't worry. I watched something this week. <laughs> yes. I have it. I watched the Borat subsequent movie film. <laughs> nice. I did not get to this yet. Okay, so with with Borat, if you don't know what it is, it's kind of like this mix between, you know, it, it's a comedy for sure, and it has commentary about American life, and it may, does it in a funny way, but they also kind of have this handheld footage type feel to it as well with some of the stunts that they try to pull off. So in... In the second Borat movie, he gets, you know, brought out from prison and for you know the first borat movie so he comes out and they tell him okay you need to go back to america and try to repair kazakhstan's relationship with america by giving mike pence a monkey which you know it's outrageous as it sounds and there is a lot of outrageousness to this stuff but i don't want to get into too many spoilers just because in general uh a lot of a lot of what this movie is funny about it is because it does things you don't expect so I won't get into it too much. And this movie is making a lot of headlines as well. Yeah. Due to the um, due to one of the scenes they had with 
um, what's his, what's his Rudy name? Giuliani. Yeah, Rudy Giuliani. Yep. So that's that's a lot of what is going on there. But you know, Sasha Baron Cohen is funny as always, and uh, his co-star in a lot of it is Maria Bak- uh, Bakalova, which you know I'm trying to pronounce names right. The the movie is funny and it's available on Amazon Prime Video for free if you're an Amazon Prime member. Uh, definitely go ahead and watch it. I think it. Uh, I think it's a fun movie. It makes fun of a lot of the Americanisms. As for someone who was born somewhere else, different, but raised in the USA, I see a lot of what he's pointing out, and it is kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, I'm super excited to watch it. Yet I just didn't get to it yet. Um, but hopefully this week I can get to it. It's gotten a lot of attention recently. So yeah, I mean that's good for him. The first one I always thought was pretty funny. And everybody was going around forever saying very nice when that first movie came out. And now so, everybody's doing it again. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's been a long time, but it's glad I'm glad he's doing that again. Um, the only thing I watched is I did finish the first season of uh, Lovecraft Country. Finally, yeah. I was like two weeks behind and I was like, I got to finish this. Um, everybody had been telling me who has been watching it. And I've been kind of talking to you like, oh, you got to finish it. You know, it, it ends pretty cool. And. I finished it and it's a very cool series, but I, I have no idea what's going on. (laughs) I feel like I need to like sit down and read like the wiki on it and figure out what exactly I watched. Uh, Cause there's a lot that they're throwing at me here and I had a hard time keeping up with all of it. And maybe that's on me. Um, It was entertaining. I will give it that. Like the episodes had me watching the whole time, not checking my phone which is always a good sign. Um, but the way it wrapped up, I I don't know. I really don't know what happened or what where they're going next. Um, and again, it just ended like a week ago, so I don't want to give away like huge spoilers for the end if anybody else is still watching it. Um, but, you know, we, we started the series very simple. Um, the main character's father is missing. He goes to try and find him, and he finds him in this basically a cult um, where they deal in magic and there are vampires in the woods that don't look like traditional vampires. They kind of look like dogs with tons of teeth. Um, And I was down for that. And then we kind of veered off into, let's see, we had time travel. Um, We have a lady who every time she has sex with someone kills them because she's not from this planet. Uh, we have, I already said time travel. There's a whole bunch of magic going on. There's magic where you can take the skin of other people for a short period of time. Uh, there's a book of spells. There's so much going on that it's honestly very hard to keep track of just because every episode they're like, all right, everything we did last episode, forget that we're going over here now. And I was waiting for all of it to tie back in in this last episode. And they brought everybody back in. But I just don't think it was tied up neatly enough for me to like be like, all right, I understand where you went with all of this. I understood most of it. But like there are some pieces here and there that I'm like, I don't know what the point of this episode you did four episodes ago was because you didn't really do anything with it. Um, So I guess I'll watch season two and hope that I learn more. I I don't know how to feel about this show. Like I enjoy what they're going for. It's an interesting premise, but I just, I'm so lost. (laughs) I don't know. Somebody needs to explain it to me, I guess. Sit me down and explain it to me. 
tell me what's going on. Yeah. Um, and I am still watching the boys too. So I need to get through the rest of that so that we can talk about that. All right. But that's it. Okay. Well, uh, this was a lot, this podcast was a lot of fun. I liked your remake question for sure. Yeah. And we, we actually got, you know, we're, we're over time here. You guys are getting free content here. Yep. So nevertheless, guys, thank you so much for all your support that you guys have been giving us. Please make sure if you want to get involved in the show, you know, uh, we, we do check the email. It's high sensitivity podcast at gmail.com. You can email us with any questions or if you want uh, Craig and I to discuss opinions on something, we can do that. That's not a problem. So make sure you do that. If you're interested, we're available on a lot of social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch. We're all on that. And I will, I'll announce it now, even though it's not technically ready. I've been working it, uh, working with it for a while. We are in the midst of making a website mm-hmm. for this where uh, we will be posting reviews. I also want to be making videos about uh, specifically probably PS4 stuff because I'm going to have my PS4 moved into my office uh, with with the PS5 and all the next gen stuff coming out. So that'll be something that, you know, you guys can look forward to just because uh, building a website is not easy. I have now found (laughs) out in order to make it, in order to make it look nice and in order for things to link the way I want them to, it it just hasn't been, it's much more difficult than I thought. So look out for that. I would really like to have the website out before the new next-gen consoles come out. If not, maybe it's something we do for the anniversary of our podcast. And expect when you when that website comes out that I am going I am already uploading reviews to the website. So you'll be able to see, for example, a, a Pokemon Crown Tundra. You'll be able to see NHL as mm-hmm. well that those are the two that I have done right now and I'm going to continue to write and post to that website. So if you guys are interested, we'll announce when it's live and it'll be, I'll announce when it's live on Twitter. And I'll make sure that the moment the next, that podcast episode released, I will make sure that it is live and it works and everything like that. It's going to be a forum type thing where you can also make an account and you can also comment on reviews and uh, if when Craig or I are on there, we can comment back and that kind of thing. It's a yep. type of community I want to create. So look forward to that. And thanks for all your support, guys. We will see you guys next time. Later on. Later on.